0: Hi there. Welcome to The Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm really glad you joined me today. Um, I'm trying to step up on my podcasts and uh, record even more of them because I've got a lot of stuff God's put on my heart. So <laughs> hopefully you'll be able to tune in and uh, share this with someone else if you don't mind. I would really appreciate it. You can find me across several different podcasting formats. Just look for The Woman Inspired podcast that's woman w-o-m-a-n not m-e-n because I'm not one woman I'm I'm not one woman I am one woman wait I have to tell myself this I feel like 10 people today because I've been doing 20 things no I am one woman inspired not women okay there's only one of me and I'm sure my husband's glad all right on to the podcast This is the way my brain's working. So if I talk over myself and I interrupt myself and I stutter and I say things weird today, just bear with me. (laughs) It's one of those days. All right. So I have some pod quotes for you. My first one is from someone named Adam Grant. Listen to ideas that make you think hard, not just to opinions that make you feel good. Love that. And here's another one. I have no idea who this quote was from originally. If you're going to believe everything you read, and start reading your Bible. And I just love that one. All right, so today's podcast episode is about truth. It's titled, Truths I Learned in a Changing Room. All right, yeah, you can say, Karen, every one of your podcasts is about truth in some form or fashion, right? And yes, you would be right. At least I hope so. Do you like how I'm putting words in your mouth? (laughs) Well, but this is different. Usually something washes over me, and then I just kind of feel compelled to share it. It's usually through an experience I've had or something that I've observed, and then the Holy Spirit moves me, and it builds uh, from there, and it turns into a podcast. So God is always showing me things through everyday life, kind of in an amazing way, I think. Just the simplest of things can knock me off kilter or convict me uh, with some of God's truth, and so then I feel compelled to share it, and I will share that today as well. Um, these truths that I learned in the changing room. However, the process to get here was really different for me this time. It was interesting because I was having quiet time and reading my Bible. When I read something, I am certain I read umpteen times, but a different part of the verse smacked me in the face. Have you ever had that happen before? You read and reread the same verses over and over, but each time God illuminates something else about them. I love that about reading the word. It's so simple and yet so complex at the same time just like me, (laughs) just ask my husband, (laughs) but the Bible is truly a simple truth, but we tend to make it out to be more complex than it is. It's simple yet complex. It's like, like building a wall. It's a simple process, simple formula, but it seems complex or making fried chicken. A lot of people say they can't do that correctly or like crocheting all things that seem complex, but are actually simple. And really, I hate to crochet and knit, so I shouldn't use that as a reference because I'm not exactly unbiased. No offense to any gnarly knitters or happy hookers or whatever you crochet and knitting nuts call yourselves these days. It's just not my ball of yarn. I can do crafts and I love to do things like that, but I'd rather clean the grout in the bathroom than knit or crochet. Because, first of all, I'm not allowed to hold a knitting needle um, or crochet hook you know that saying don't run with scissors well the saying in our house is don't run walk sit or breathe with scissors Karen (laughs) because I might hurt myself and the same goes for knitting needles and crochet hooks you could say I have a form of crochet PTSD um or that would be CTSD, right? Crochet traumatic stress disorder. Because when I was six years old, I had a crochet hook. I was attempting to make something and I was on the top of my bunk bed. And when I went to get down, I slipped and I yelled because I was falling. And when I did that, my hand jerked up at the same time and the crochet hook went straight into the back of my mouth and pierced something. So yeah, I'm not allowed to be around them. (laughs) Well, it's not like there's a federal government passed a law that says Karen can't use yarn, but I just don't find that simple act of knitting or crocheting interesting or safe enough for me. <laughs> so, uh-oh. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was the sound of me rambling. <laughs> and I'll stop right there um, so that I can get on with the previously scheduled topic, truth. So the process to getting around to sharing about truth in this episode actually came from a scripture I was reading. It was in 2 Timothy Now, this particular scripture holds a whole lot of truth, as most of them do, and I I would say when people read it 2,000 years ago, and 1,000 years ago, and 50 years ago, they all felt like I do when I read it now and think, oh my gosh, this is the world around me. This is completely what I'm seeing every day in this unbelievable world that's spinning and spinning out of control. So 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 5 says, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving. Slanderous, without self control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Yep, there it is. It seems to define so much of society now, especially the last few years. And then I read 2 Timothy 6. They are the kind of people who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. And wait for it. Verse seven. They're always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Now, let me sum up verse one through six as my brain took it in. Ready? Bad people, sinful people who love sin and don't care who they hurt. Yuck. They stink. They're evil. Don't get involved with them. They're loaded down with sin and evil desires. And then Boom. They're always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Verse seven. What? Okay. I've read it, taken it in, soaked it up, looked around and understood the truth of verses one through six every single time I read them. And I mean, who cannot just take a peek at the the news and social media, parts of your community, and maybe even people in your church congregation. Evil abounds. Sadly, More now than I think anyone could even fathom a thousand and two thousand years ago. Every which way you look, there are proud, boastful lovers of self and lovers of money all around us. Slanderous people with no self control who are brutal, conceited, and have no love for God. Here they are, right in the midst of every little thing in our lives, in our communities, and again, even in our churches. But what hit me most was verse seven. Verse one sets up all the rest of the verses, right? Mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be fill in the blank with each individual thing that's listed from here forward. People will be boastful. People will be lovers of self. People will be lovers of money and so on. And so verse seven is saying people will be always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of truth. Oh, I will repeat that. (laughs) People will be always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of truth. Now, this scripture is talking of specific people, but like most of the Bible, it is timeless. It's talking about today too, because it's talking about in the last days. The message is clear. The examples given are still relevant today. The knowledge and wisdom and truth in them, it doesn't change. Hmm. Curious enough though, that scripture and how it washed over me made me think about this time I was in a clothing store trying on a dress and some bosses. (laughs) Yes. Strange correlation, but that's how my brain works. So yeah, I said my process was backwards this week. Normally I have an encounter or observe something and the story of it sparks me to see a truth and I need to share that truth. But this time the scripture sparked this truth and then connected it to this story. So either way, cart first. Horse first doesn't matter because we're driving a car. All right, so we're going forward. So, I was in this clothing store a few years ago trying on clothes, something I absolutely do not like doing. (laughs) I would rather buy the clothes and have to return them later if they don't fit than take my clothes off in a little stall in a store because I mess up my hair, I have to put my shoes back on, and all that jazz. But I was on vacation, and this was a store we didn't have at home, so that was not an option. And you know, maybe you don't know. I'm a recovering obsessive compulsive, literally been there, lived it, healed from it, wrote the book, but still the whole OCD yuck factor of trying on clothes that someone else probably wore. It's, it's just not appealing to me in the first place. Top that off with the fact that there are cameras watching me in the stall and yeah, they watch you too. They used to be covert about it, you know, but I think legally they had to start posting that security cameras were, cameras were uh, videotaping everybody. So they could be, is what it says on the, the thing. You could be being watched. And so I think, um, yeah, well, they are seeing my saggy, well, saggy everything, <laughs> and they can see me take five full minutes to get a dress over my head because I can't figure out the buttons or the zippers and they can see me nearly fall over as I get my foot caught in a pant leg and I'm sure they saw my aggravation this particular day when the woman in the stall next door to me decided that her six-year-old son could indeed crawl under the walls from stall to stall if he so chose which he did choose so how do I know he was six because he told me as he was scooting past my feet while I was attempting to get my right arm out of the blouse and pull the blouse over my head to get it off. You know, those little blasted plastic ribbon things that connect in your shoulders of the blouse so that you can hang it on a hanger and it won't fall off of it. Well, they had gotten in caught in my bra strap somehow. And it was like trying to pry my shoe off the ground when I stepped in gum only like super strength gum it was like someone had hooked a rubber band to my bra and to the blouse and I kept pulling and pulling but then it would just bounce back and then I pull, and it would just bounce back if I had a pocket knife within reach I would have cut that little sucker the the Ribbon, plastic thing, not, not six-year-old boy. Ooh, let me put that out there. The ribbon thing. I would have cut it, but I didn't have one. So at one point, I started turning my head around to see if I could find the crux of the issue because I didn't want to take off my bra. There was a six-year-old at my feet, but I couldn't see far enough. So I had to turn my body more, and then I turned my head, and then I turned my body, and I started to laugh <laughs> because I thought, I look like a cartoon character. Here I am in a stall and maybe maybe there's a silver lining in it though maybe somebody who's looking at this camera footage will laugh their butt off (laughs) and I'll make their day or they'll decide that freaks of nature try on clothes and they don't want to watch it anymore somewhere in there is a silver lining so as I was laughing at myself I was taking another spin on that blouse mobile I looked down and I looked at this boy sitting at my feet a six-year-old boy named Pontius by the way yeah this woman named her son Pontius I later looked up the name to find out what it meant because I thought this name has to mean son of a negligent mother, Um, but it actually means bridge. (laughs) So I'm looking down, kind of in a bit of shock to see this boy scooting across the floor in front of me, and he rolls over on his back, and he decides to stop in the middle of my changing room stall. He just lays there looking up at me. I didn't say anything for what felt, I don't know, like several minutes, And all the while, I'm struggling even more so and trying even faster to get that blouse back over my head so I wasn't exposing myself to a six-year-old boy. So finally, one of those little plastic broken, the little things broke, and I was, you know, able to get it up and over my head um, so that I could put my shirt back on. So it just boggles my mind how strong those little plastic things are. And I think, we need to start making cars out of those. I mean, heck. Okay, (laughs) so I got the blouse off. I grabbed my shirt and put it on. And I said, excuse me, boy, but you need to get out of here. And he said, my name's not boy and I'm six years old. I can do what I want, lady. (laughs) So I said, my name's not lady and you can't do whatever you want. Then I heard his mother calling his name. Pontius, where are you? Pontius. It was this kind of sweet, motherly, ooey, gooey voice. You know, the kind you would hear from a mom in a 1960s black and white family sitcom. Yeah. Yeah come on now Pontius mommy needs to finish shopping and he actually said I'm not done yet mommy and her response oh okay well hurry up though I'm waiting and I'm thinking what does she think he's not done with yet (laughs) he's in a women's clothing store hanging out in the changing room stalls what the heck and I promptly stepped over little Pontius and opened the door I called out to her, um, excuse me, but your son Pontius is in my changing stall and won't leave. And she pops around the corner and said, oh, okay. And she laughed and I told her, um, it's not okay. It's not appropriate for him to be going in to look at other people while they're changing their clothes. This is private space. I don't appreciate it. And by the way, he was rude to me. So good old Pontius started to cry and kick his feet. His mother didn't say a word to him she looked at me and said, look, I know what I'm doing. I'm his mother. I've read every current book on parenting. Right now I'm in a chapter on how it's unhealthy to force your child to do things before they're ready. And I will not force him to conform to society just because you say he should. He needs to take his time doing things and he is allowed to explore his world without disruption from people like you Christians who think everyone should do what God says. FYI, was wearing a necklace with a cross on it, so I'll give her credit there for some intelligent thinking. And I looked at her though, and I took a deep breath, and I said very calmly, well, he's lucky that people like me, someone who is nice, someone who is a Christian, who won't harm children, is the one whose stall he was exploring, because the next time you allow him to explore someone else's part of the world without their permission, and you let him watch them change their clothes, he's liable to be yelled at, hit, or kicked. So instead of reading all those modern parenting books and believing everything you read, you might want to read the Bible instead and pray about how God wants you to raise your son, not the latest New York Times bestselling author. And I walked off. And I thought of so many other things I wish I'd have said at the time, but that was enough. So needless to say, I didn't buy anything. I was too upset. And I could hear Pontius yelling at his mother as I was leaving the store. So I came away that day from the changing room with two, two truths that settled into me. One, that again smacked me in the face when I read the Bible verse from Second Timothy during quiet time this past week. And that was that as the time draw closer and closer to the Lord's return to this earth, people will be always learning but never able to come to not acknowledge of the truth. Like this mother in that clothing store, many people want to soak in every bit of earthly, worldly knowledge they can. Every new fad, new idea, new thought and contrived way of doing things they want to learn it whether in books or online and videos or through apps they want to read it and they say they know better now but is what they're learning based on actual truth is what they're learning of spiritual emotional and mental value or is it some other piece of worldly junk thrown out there to make money off well-meaning but misguided people like Pontius mother if she's going to believe everything she reads she should definitely start with the Bible and read it first. Then she can read all those other books and decide if they match up to the truth, not the truth the world wants you to buy. So I pose the question to you, how many people are learning and learning something they think is of truth every day, but never really knowing the truth, never really going to the source for real eternal truth? The truth in God's word is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The latest and greatest our human minds can conjure up is every day is every day is changing from generation to generation and year to year. One year it's wrong to sit a child in timeout. Another year timeout should be utilized, but in minutes according to the child's age. And it's not just parenting info that changes. It's across the spectrum of what people are investigating, interested in, and learning every single day. We should always be on a quest to learn and grow. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. We should be expanding our knowledge, but in the quest for knowledge, we cannot be taken in by evil and bear stark worldliness so that we're incapable of knowing the truth. We're supposed to compare what the world tells us is truth with the truth of the Bible. And the other truth I learned that day was this, that the person who created these little plastic ribbons that go in women's blouses is actually evil. They're just, they're just plain evil. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in the woman inspired podcast. I'm really glad you did. If you want to follow me on Instagram, go to Instagram and search for one woman inspired. That's the number one followed by woman inspired. Thanks so much and have a great day.